leave the cage of your past, your fear, and your circumstances by trusting God's promises. You can walk in freedom every day. You have been set free from worry and shame. You can leave your cage and walk by faith. You can walk in freedom every day. He is calling you. The door to the cage is open. It's time to live life uncaged. My wife was uh, looking over our bills one time, and she uh, asked me if I had spent $500 on our Discover card. And I told her that I had not. And she said, I think you did. And I said, no, I, I really didn't. And she said, well, there is a purchase on here for a sweater, a men's sweater, and a men's pair of boxers. And she said, did you buy these? I said, no. And she said, they're from Saks Fifth Avenue, which I've never been there. And she said, and the total cost for this sweater and pair of boxers was $500. And I was like, I for sure did not buy those. So we started to call Discover to, to find out what was going on. And someone had got our card number and I said, hey, you know, if, if uh, they're gonna charge us, you know, can we just make sure that they go ahead and send us the merchandise uh, just in case. But they, they took the merchandise off and $500 we weren't charged. We lost our card uh, number to somebody. Somebody took it, they stole it, and uh, we got it all taken care of. But uh, after that, I started to worry about, you know, what other card numbers maybe they had. And we really had to cancel all of our cards and get them redone. And identity theft is a scary thing, and it happens. Uh, uh, some people worry about it, I worry about it, but it happens all the time. Even big corporations uh, will lose millions of people's info, and it almost happens every year. And we let people and culture in the same way steal our identity from us. Uh, we let culture tell us who we are based on where you're from, based on your social status, based on your background, or the mistakes that you have made. You can let that determine uh, your identity. What does the Bible tell us about who we are? Well, 1 John 3, 1 says, See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they do not know Him. But if we are Christians, the very first thing this says, our core identity of who we are, is, and we talked about this last week a little bit, we are God's children. We are a family, and our Father is a king. And when we come into the family, we need to act like a family. And when we come into the church, the things that divide us out there shouldn't divide us in here. If we can't come together in church, we are never going to come together in the culture. Uh, we can get our identity from people's approval and what they think of us. And a lot of people worry about that, what someone thinks about you. But when you come to Jesus, you get a larger identity. You are God's child. Which name we choose to answer to will shape our life. Will we choose culture and what they say about us? Will we choose God and what he says about us? That will shape our identity and who we are. Where does our identity come from? Colossians 3, 1 and 3 says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you died to this life. 
and your real life is hidden with Christ Jesus. Since we've been raised, we have a new life in Christ. The things of this earth, like, they matter some. Uh, we want people to go to heaven, but our identity is in Him, and our focus is on heaven, and our focus for other people is on heaven. Uh, many people remain caged, not by circumstances, but by old labels about who they are. Instead of listening to Christ saying that you're a child and that you are valuable, we listen to other people. Instead of living a life where we are liberated by Christ and we take our identity from Him, we can remain trapped by past mistakes, false labels, and old voices. These can create a chorus of voices trying to tell us who we really are. It reminds me of an old mixtape that I used to make. Back in the 90s, before uh, CDs and MP3s, the 80s and the early 90s were dominated by cassette tapes. And uh, if you remember, you could go to Walmart or wherever you were going to buy them, and they had aisles of them, and they had this long piece of plastic, so you couldn't steal it. But there were cassette tapes everywhere. I remember getting an MC Hammer tape when I was in sixth grade, and I played that thing so much, I absolutely loved it. I remember going to a store in my hometown, and it was called 3D, and I asked for a vanilla ice tape. This is a few months after I got the MC Hammer tape. So I go there, uh, vanilla ice at this time is a big deal. I ask, I don't see the tape, I see where it's supposed to be, it looks like they're out, and I ask the lady, I'm like, hey, uh, any more vanilla ice tapes? And she says, let me see what I can do. She goes in the back, she brings one out, is the last one, one left, and I get it, and I was so happy. I listened to that, too, over and over and over. Uh, I remember for Christmas getting a boombox, and if you remember boomboxes, they had two cassettes usually. They were great big. They took D batteries, and they were so heavy, like carrying it around could be an exercise for P90X. A boombox was huge. But better than that, I got a Walkman, and that changed my life. You could put these tapes, I could ride on the bus and I could listen to the Walkman. It was kind of hard taking the boombox on the bus and the bus driver didn't like, you know, people playing music. So I got this Walkman and then, you know, listening to these tapes, what if I wanted to listen to MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice on the same tape? Well, you just couldn't do that. Like you had to switch tapes, put a different tape in. It wasn't as easy as what it is today. To maximize my Walkman, I would create a mixtape the precursor to a digital playlist. Uh, but it was more time-consuming back then. You couldn't just drag and drop songs. No, you had to do this. It was an art form, and it took patience. You would queue up a favorite song from one cassette deck and hit pause on the other cassette deck. Put a blank tape in there and hit both pause buttons at the same time, and you would play one tape deck while you were recording the other onto the blank tape. And then as it got to the end of the song, you would press pause, and then you would fast forward the other one just a little bit, so when you put the next song on there, you could listen to it. While mixtapes are obsolete now as beepers, rotary phones, you still have a mixtape playing in your mind. Instead of Foreigner and Journey or Run DMC, your mixtape often plays back negative and destructive messages you have recorded from assorted sources. Parents, friends, media and culture, students, enemies, teachers, coaches, exes. It plays the hurts you experience and the wounds that you carry and the past put-downs and confrontations. We all have the custom mixtapes that hit us where it hurts. And maybe yours maybe your sounds like this. You're a nobody. 
You will never succeed. People don't like you. You'll always be ugly. You'll never be enough. You're just a jock, a nerd, a clown, a geek, a gamer, a joker, a stoner, a pretty face, slacker, dropout, druggie, white trash, uh, ghetto, kid, punk, hippie, troublemaker. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're weird. You're no good. You're stupid. You're just like your mother. You're just like your father. Nobody will ever love you. Things will never change. You are just a bum. And this old worn out mixtape reinforces your old identity. In a horrible and destructive way, it keeps you trapped in the lies and caged and prevents you from fully embracing your true identity in Christ. It straps you to a defeated version of yourself. But you have to get rid of that old mixtape. And you do this by recording over it with what God says about you. You don't listen to those songs anymore. God provides a better soundtrack than that. So the next thing we need to do is we need to really see our true identity from God. Romans 9, 25 and 26 says, Concerning the Gentiles, God says in the prophecy of Hosea, Those who were not my people, I will now call my people. And I will love those whom I did not love before. And then at the place where they were told, You are not my people, they will be called children of the living God. He is saying, this is God's promise. I will give you a new identity. You will go from nobody to somebody, unloved to loved. You're a child of the king. You have inheritance in heaven. God promises, as we talked last week, to give you wisdom, to be your strength, a strong tower that you can go to, and he will never leave you. This truth is a better mixtape and one that you must listen to over and over and over so you will realize who you are in Jesus, who you are in Christ, and you can have that identity in him. Leviticus 26.13 says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt so you would no longer be their slaves. I broke the yoke of slavery from your neck so you can walk, it says this, with your heads held high. So you can walk with your heads held high. You don't have to worry about what others think about you. You can hold your head high and you can know that you are God's identity. You can choose culture to, to label you, or you can choose who God says that you are. You don't, have to, you don't have to walk around or try to make yourself look important or feel important or try to say something important. The thing is, like you are important because you are a child of God's, because he loves you. That's your identity. What your past mistakes were, the things that you did, they don't define who you are. Jesus defines who you are. And, you know, part of this is just getting rid of the old labels. And that's hard because I believe Satan plays like a, a tape recorder in our head all the time, the same mixtape telling us that we are a nobody. But I'm telling you today that Christ says in his word that you are somebody, that he loves you and he gave his son for you and he died for you. And my prayer for you is that you will find your identity through that. Let's pray. Father God, thank you uh, for making us new. We thank you that you sent your son to die, Father, that, that we don't have to pay for a debt, that you paid for it. And uh, when we come to you, our identity is wrapped up in you. And we just pray, I just pray that uh, you help us to realize that. Help us to block out the voices of the world uh, that tells us so many things that uh, we are not. Father, help us to listen to you tell us who we are. 
For it's in your name that I pray. Amen.